You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I'm Glenn Geek, And I am Allison Renborg coming to you from the Equine Network booth here at Equine Affair in Ohio. And you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, April the 15th, episode 3161. This episode is brought to you by Equine Affair. Good morning, Horse World. Well, we, as you can hear, we are at Equine Affair again. Unfortunately, I had a huge allergy attack last night, so I can barely talk today. So you're going to have to do all the talking today, Allison. Oh, it's all up right. To you. It's up all to right. you. It's, it's, I'll carry the mantle. Yeah. <laughs> we do have two more days of broadcasting here from Equine Affair. We're going to be today's show, obviously, and then one again tomorrow. And we have a lot of guests lined up. I don't have any, any empty slots. So, and I pre-recorded some, so we just have a whole bunch of guests lined up for you today on a variety of different things. I do like the variety of these shows. We're not touching on one topic twice. You nope, know? nope. Everybody's here and everybody wants to talk about what they're doing. Everybody's super passionate. And so hopefully that's translating to you guys at home because it is humming here and happy. Now, you wanted to talk about something from yesterday, too. I do. I wanted to give a little update. Uh, if you've been following our socials or if you were here last night and you attended Fantasia, you might have seen the collision that happened during the Diamond D Cowgirls opening act. Um, I just want to say that everybody's doing fine. Um, the girls are recovering. The horses were not injured. That's important to note, too. I assume and they were doing like a figure eight or something. They were yeah. doing a drill team uh, exercise and there was a collision. Um, but you know, I just want to thank the audience for staying calm and patient all during that because it is scary. Like, you know, it's scary to sit there and see something happen in front of you, but you guys were great. Um, I want to thank our EMTs. I heard they were on it. They were on it. Like, yeah, our EMTs were there. They took care of the girls. They got them where they needed to go. Um, I want to say thank you to Guy McLean. Uh, He actually led one of the horses who lost their mount to the stalls afterward and checked on them. And then when he did his act later in the night, he came out to share that he had a similar experience uh, here at Equine Affair in Ohio several years ago. He came off and I think went over the wall. He did. (laughs) Were you there? I talked to him after. Oh, you talked? Okay. Uh, And so he did such a great job of just explaining that we're all a huge family, and we come together in times like this, and, and you know, this we stuff solve happens. problems. We have horses, and it, stuff just happens. Stuff you know? happens, and, yeah. And, and you guys are ready for it, and that's the key. We train. This is what we train for, guys. Um, so everybody's great. Uh, please just you know keep the Diamond G cowgirls in your prayers and your thoughts, and we look forward to having them back someday. Uh, I and will, they came out and did their second act. They did. They're pros. They, they came out. Pros. They got it done. They did a beautiful job, and it You're was a great show. You're going to hear from show. one of them a little later in the show. Yeah. They walked by here and prayed yesterday, like they do in twos. They all walk in twos. I'm not sure why. <laughs> but it's like, I, I wonder if they're the same pairs they're paired up with. I don't know. But uh, I thought they were very practicing their routine through the hall yesterday. But uh, then there was one straggler, and she happened to be the PR person. <laughs> so I cornered her and said, sit down here. We're talking. And I learned a lot. So that's coming up later in the show today. I'm so glad you did that interview. Yeah. It's going to be great. They were a lot of fun. They're wonderful girls. They're professionals. Nobody here, I don't care who would be here, 
Nobody here gets more pictures taken when they're walking around than the cowgirls. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they're gorgeous. They're... They must have had a thousand pictures taken yes. as they were walking around. Every booth wanted pictures. Everybody wanted pictures. It was kind of funny. So we do have a fun show. There'll be no post-show today, partly because I'm trying to save my voice. I have right. another day of uh, shows to do here. And, and thank you to all the listeners that stopped by yesterday. It was all day long. So thank you to all of you. It was fun to meet all of you and talk about your horses and your ponies. And uh, we really appreciate you listening and, and stopping by with us. I want to remind everybody, on a happy note, tomorrow we pick the winner of the Wintech Saddle. And uh, uh, registration's closed now, but we will pick a winner of a Wintech saddle. It's your choice of any Wintech saddle. They will ship it direct from Australia to you. You get to pick exactly what you want. And Allison's going to pick the winner tomorrow. And the only so. caveat is you have to use my address for the shipping. <laughs> so, sorry, you know, yeah, that's all. I'll get it to you. Well, our first guests <laughs> have sat down today, and I saw both of them at the uh, party that Mandy had last night. So that was fun. Uh, you want to introduce Yes, let's go. Okay, you guys are here. You ready? All right, so we've got Sky Epperson and Anna Maria Sims with the Mustang Summit. And you have to come in about an inch from the mic. Yep. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Sky, for being here. Glad to be here. And thank you, Anna Maria. Hi, <laughs> nice to be here. So let's start out. Tell us a little bit about you guys. What do you do? Let's start with Sky. So, um, I'm the director of a new, uh, fairly new nonprofit, the uh, Mustang Adoption Academy, and there's lots of great uh, people that are out promoting Mustang adoption. But we kind of think the missing link is successful uh, Mustang adoption, and we kind of do that through a, a brain-based, scientific-based uh, uh, horsemanship method. And uh, and then recently, I've also kind of learned another new part through Anna Maria, and I'll let her tell a little bit about that. Yeah, so I do equine massage, um, pretty much body work. And so what me and Sky have been doing, and we connected through um, a, a very needing Mustang named Nobu, who has a wonderful story. And um, he worked with Nobu, um, and there were a lot of body issues. And it was uh, really giving, it was hard to train or work with him because the body issues were so extreme. So we brought him to Sky. Uh, and then the two of us, I started noticing things that I could help him with. So I would watch the videos and contact him and say, Hey, you know, I think he's got a shoulder issue. Let's work through the shoulder issue. And I would help him and guide him through it. And then he started seeing that the horse was more at ease to train and things started to improve and the emotions approve, uh, started to improve. And also it fit right into his brain-based, um, training. So it was really fa fabulous. And we are, we we're still working together on lots of Mustangs. So... And what is the Mustang Summit? So the Mustang Summit is kind of a, a collaboration of uh, people that came, um, a spinoff kind of the Mustang Discovery Ride where Lee Sanfear uh, rode Mustangs across the United States promoting Mustang adoptions and trying to, uh, as, she, as she puts it, empty the pens. And um, through that, she uh, got a cast of characters, uh, myself, Anna Maria, uh, there's there's numerous there's 10 12 of us and and so what we've started to do uh, is promote that Mustang through events like here at the equine affair and just get the word out that there is there is lots of help out there for the Mustangs once once you bring them home um, and it's not you just don't adopt the Mustang and then the world disappears from you there's a whole new world that can come in and help you when you um, sometimes have that uh, oh crap moment. 
No, that doesn't happen. We all have those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about your Mustang Adoption Academy. What What do you do exactly? Like so, so the first part of our Mustang Adoption Academy is, is we are tip trainers through the Mustang Heritage Foundation. Got it. And so we gentle Mustangs to be adopted. Okay. Um, and and then uh, we're we're uh, trying to to get into venues where we can show people the brain based horsemanship method, which it is science based, but it's not rocket science. So I That's can. That's good. <laughs> uh, I don't know all the big words sometimes that go go with that, but I can explain it to people and 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 show them in demonstrations. Um, and and I I used to train a, a different way, and then I met a Mustang that I was having trouble helping. And by, by karma, grace of God, I was introduced to uh, brain-based horsemanship, and I turned that horse around in, in just a few days when I came back and started applying those methods. So is the academy some, is it a place that people go? Is it online? So, so it's a combination of things. So first of all, you can, you can go online, mustangadoptionacademy.com, okay. and uh, learn a little bit more about, about us there. Uh, we also have social media posts almost daily of training uh, of the, uh, usually there's about a half a dozen Mustangs that are in, uh, in the gentling process and people can see a little bit of what we do there. Um, and then, and then from there, you know, hopefully we can continue the race funds as we are and be able to participate and travel throughout the United States. And I've even now had the opportunity to be go to South America and Ecuador and bring brain-based horsemanship there. And well, I know that, that the, there's a movement right now, too. We know, we know the people who are doing it. There's a movement right now to bring all of the Mustang organizations to, more together and have them working together more. And I think we need that. You know, there's still 60,000 of these horses in the pens, and we need to get together to kind of unify the message instead of having 50 messages. Uh, and I hope that happens over the next couple of years. Yes, a- a- absolutely. And, and, and I mean, I think what we're finding through the Mustang Summit is that uh, there are, that, that, that this is a very great community and everybody's willing to share. And, you know, uh, Amanda held with uh, the Hooves or- Organization, a veterans program that uses Mustangs. She saw me struggling with a, with a horse the other day a little bit. And she said, can I have 15 minutes of your time? I want to show you something. And we, we, we made a difference for that, that Mustang here, you know, where a, I'm not going to say all of the horse community, but some of the horse community likes to keep those little things secret. That's my, my proprietary information. And we, mm. we want to, we want to help you. Yeah. We can't do that with the Mustang. So right, no. right. We, no. the, the situation's too dire mm-hmm. to, Absolutely. to be playing silos all over the place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Where can they find out more? Uh, Mustang, uh, um, excuse me, MustangAdoptionAcademy.com is probably the easiest place to start. Um, uh, Instagram, Mustang Adoption Academy with Sky. Um, Anna Maria, where, where can they find you? Um, well, I have my own Facebook page under Anna Maria Sims, and I also have Strength in the Saddle, um, my Facebook page there as well. And if you are interested to see what me and Sky do as a collaboration on Sky's Facebook, um, page and Instagram. We have video footage of us working together and you'll see some really great interaction and see some changes as the progression of the video goes goes on. So. And I always know when Anna Marie's in, in the building because of her hair. She has great hair. It's gorgeous <laughs> hair. And her cardigan today matches yeah, yeah. it. Like, 
She's got it together. I see her every. I mean, we notice you because you're like eight feet tall. I yeah. mean, like, <laughs> with your hat, it does make you eight feet tall. I'm the tallest Mustang gentler. I bet you are. Yeah, I, I look up to you, and I look up to many people. <laughs> Yesterday, I went, "Holy cow, he's tall!" <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. We're back with our next guest, which is Christine Devanche with Horses Haven, Michigan. But before we kind of dive into that interview, I wanted to share that uh, we had West Virginia Horse Network on yesterday, and they had an adoption right happened right. Which in front one of, of the me. ponies? Uh, Ireland, the one with one eye. Oh yeah. Yes, and she had the most gorgeous mane, and so I was out there with a news crew doing some different interviews, and I was watching this lady checking her out. And then I heard a few minutes later that that was her new mom. Yeah, so, yeah, they have a bell or yeah, something. Yeah. They do have a bell. Do they have a bell? They, they have do. an orange bell, yeah, yeah, out there, and people get to ring it when they. Oh, talk. I love that. That's there great. So it's so, very exciting. Yeah. So let's talk more about it, Christine. So okay. you're with Horses Haven, Michigan. Horses Haven in Michigan. Tell me what's going on. Why are you here? Well, we are here as part of the ASPCA Equine Rescue Collective, which mm-hmm. is a fantastic group of rescues that come together to collaborate on really helping horses get new homes, removing geographical barriers and brainstorming as a, as a nationwide network, which has been a great experience for our rescue. Horses Haven was established in 1995 mm-hmm. and is a 70-capacity equine rescue. Our goal is always to rehabilitate, retrain, and rehome. Mm-hmm. We have over 100 intakes a year and adopt around 80 horses a year. Wow. Um, I did bring five horses here today. One was adopted yesterday. Yay! Frank is loading up on Frank a trailer. Yay! Yep. And um, we have a couple strong potentials, but we still have a few horses to come out and look at, try if you want to take them out and ride them. My riders are here to help and show you what they can do and help you get up to see if they're a good fit. Cool. And so that's for people who are here at the show. Yep. So you can go out to the Gilligan and meet horses that are up for adoption. Yep. For people at home who are listening, um, how can they learn more about you and maybe get involved or see horses for adoption? Mm-hmm. So we have made several appointments back at home with people here. We do have a lot more horses that are available. It's kind of a silly way to describe it, but with the intakes and outtakes, I say it's a little bit like TJ Maxx. It's best to come to the farm, walk around with us, talk about your experience, and we can really help you find a good fit. Um, To get involved, there's lots of ways to get involved with rescue in general, but Horses Haven in particular, uh, we have five staff and 120 volunteers that run the farm. So it's two shifts a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Our volunteers become like a family with their shift, and it's just a really magical environment. Do you do any training with the horses? Yes, we have a great training program. So they come in, and within two weeks, they've had all of their intake evaluations, the dental vaccines, lameness exams, any x-rays if we need to. We make a decision if they're going to move into a companion role, mm-hmm. not rideable, and need to go off in a companion home, or if they're going to move up into our rehabilitation team as a rideable horse. And depending on the information we have on them, that, that gives us a little bit of a clue on how we're going to start with them. And a lot of times we have no information, so we start them like they are a green unknown horse. Um, our horses come to us through owner surrenders or law enforcement seizures, and they come into the program And we start the process of getting to know them, finding out what type of person is going to be the best match for them. And then we start marketing them and having appointments and uh, get them off to their new home. That's so exciting and such rewarding work, I imagine, but also really heartbreaking at times. Like, is it a yin and yang of up and down? It is, but it's more of 
a positive. Yeah. There, there's a lot of heartbreak, especially with some of the the law enforcement seizures yeah. or the people that maybe didn't ask for help soon enough so mm-hmm. that we could step in. But, um, you know, on a, on, a, on a sad note, sometimes being there to, to give that horse what they need in the end is, right. is a positive as well. Yes. But, so yeah. I, I did. I, I rescued my pony, who was at a one on the scale at that point. Yeah. And we thought, well, you know what? If we bring this horse home and he dies in the next week, at least he'll be loved and fed. Yep. You know, that was, that was, we went in with that attitude. You know, now he's great. You and know, now but, he's great. Yeah. yeah. Our volunteers are really great at that. If we bring a horse in and we know the kindest thing to do is say goodbye, mm-hmm. we have a, we have a day of love and care and food yeah. and, and all the things. But thankfully, for the most part, 99% of the horses that come through the rescue are able to be rehabilitated and adopted back into new homes. And that's fabulous. It is. It is an amazing thing. I always tell people I'm so blessed to have a job that I wake up and can't wait to get to every morning. Yeah. So what part of Michigan are you in? We are in Southeast Michigan, Howell. It is between, kind of between Ann Arbor and Lansing. And website? Horseshaven.org. That's easy enough. Perfect. And they can see all the ones for adoption in there? They can. We um, had a big rush of adoptions at the beginning of the year and then a huge rush of intakes. So we had 18 horses come in the last five weeks. Wow. So there are a lot that you won't see listed on the website right this very second. When we get back from Equine Affair, we have already done all their evaluations and had their vetting done. So we're... You know, just trying to write some info even while we're sitting here at uh, in Ohio at the Equine Affair so that we can get some of those new horses listed and up on our website. Awesome. Oh, yeah, we thank you, you very much. Yes. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. Next up, we have Lauren. Now, she is the one I was talking about earlier in the show that was walking by alone and looked so lonely from the Diamond D Cowgirls. And I called her over and sat her down, and we had a lovely conversation. It was a lot of fun. So here it is. It's so much fun uh, here at the show. You, I was just sitting here at the booth in front of the microphone, and about, what, 15, 20? There's 16 of us. 16 <laughs> cowgirls go by, all dressed up, and you know they're a drill team, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and they're all walking in twos. And, <laughs> and then there was this straggler at the end, and that's Lauren, who was just straggling along the end. And I said, do you not have a partner? I felt so bad for you. <laughs> So are they all matched up like they are? In the- so sometimes when we come through an event, we do try to match up with the pairs that we actually come into our performances with. Um, today, actually not. There's just kind of people wandering around. If anyone stops someone, so like I got stopped by some little kids. We try to talk to all the kids that are at events. Well, they would uh, want to talk to you. You guys are the blingiest people here. I was about to say, it's hard to miss all the sparkles. That's yeah, that's for sure when we walk through. Actually, in the Massachusetts event, we had a, one of the moms take a picture of us, and you could just see a sea of white hats and glitter walking through the middle of like a huge amount of people. So how do you get to be a Diamond D? So we are actually based out of like Atlanta, Georgia. We drive about nine hours to get here. I couldn't tell from the southern accent. (laughs) I try really hard not to have one when I'm out here. Oh yeah, you're not doing well. But it's hard to do it. Um, But we have a team. So we have our pro team, which is the people that come out to the Equine Affair. Um, But we also have teams that range from like five years old to 75 years old. We have Yeah, Yeah. so we have a Diamond Georgia team program. Um, we have like a pre-JV team, a JV team, a varsity team, varsity elite. And then we have what's called the Rusty Spurs and our legacy team, <laughs> which is older. We're the, usually the pro team is the one that goes and does any big events. They're ones that some of us have grown up in the drill team. Some of us came in later. You look like you're 12. How can you be I the pro team? I am 27. Okay. Right. <laughs> I know. carted to your 50. I know. I get carted everywhere. <laughs> 
I was actually in Vegas doing slots machines, and my little sister was next to me, and she was 18 at the time, and they carded me. And I was like, <laughs> okay, thank you for yeah, that <laughs> doing hurt. that for me. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we have a bunch of different girls. We have a bunch of different programs. Um, our younger girls actually compete in the Southeastern Mounted Drill Association. Yeah. They go through there. That's actually where we got. It's actually a national, Yeah, right? we yeah. have two national titles. Um, our pro team does. We haven't competed in a while since we started doing the professional drill team and going and competing or not competing. Hold on. Performing (laughs) and doing demos and stuff like that. But we still have our younger girls that go and do any kind of competition and stuff like that. So it's fun for them to be able to get out and do stuff. Now, you're the PR and marketing person, but you also ride. I do, I do. tell us about your horse. Um, Her name is Little Bug. She is the smallest horse on the team. Western horses have the best names. (laughs) (laughs) She she was a rainer. She was in the National Raining Association until she was five. She's 15 now. She's retired into drill, which most people think is hysterical because it's more (laughs) work than probably the raining is sometimes. Sometimes. Do they allow you to do a sliding stop occasionally? I actually, in this event, not a slide. Let's not say it's a slide because I'm supposed to dead stop. But my horse ends up, I'm carrying the American flag with our head coach during our opening. And then we have the military flags, all the military flags, all um, sections of it. And so when I come around at the end, when we post for the national anthem, I'm running around the outside of the arena. I have to come to the middle and dead stop next to the woman that's singing the national anthem. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes it turns into a little bit of a slide stop, <laughs> even though it's not supposed to be. Well, your horse, that, that's all your horse knows, <laughs> Exactly. Right? That's what she's learned, and I'm not going get, to get mad at her for it. Do well, you compete at all? Um, we haven't competed in a while. We competed in a competition in North Carolina, I want to say two years ago. We did pretty well. Um, we did, we got some blue ribbons. We, you know, did our best and that's all we ever really do. But we don't necessarily compete that much anymore just because our pro team really does go and perform most of it. Yeah. We do parades. So we've done like all of our Christmas parades in our area around town. We do obviously all the equine affairs we have. What's the wildest thing that's ever happened to you at an event? We had a horse, the arena wasn't drug in an event, and they we had a horse flip over. It got its foot caught in the oh middle of a drill in the start, and she actually flipped over in the middle. That was actually at a competition, um, and it flipped over. So that was probably the craziest thing that we've ever had happen, something like that. Wow. <laughs> So is there, how long do you train to be on the pro team? So we have practice, we have open practices. Um, a lot of our girls have different backgrounds of riding. So I started riding when I was six, rode hunter jumpers English until I was. You did hunter jumpers? Oh yeah. Until I was like 12. If you watch me ride, ride different than everybody else on the team because they grew up riding Western. Um, <laughs> but we have you like. Can two points. Exactly. Yeah. If it gets too fast, that's what you got to do sometimes. Um, but we have girls that did barrel racing. They, we have some other girls that have done jumping, stuff like that. We have different areas. All of us have pretty much ridden our whole life. Some of them started when they were about 17 some of them started when they were five it just all depends on you know it's your horse riding ability if you can keep up with us you can be on our team you miss <laughs> you miss wearing tight breeches don't you oh i do not actually <laughs> this has been the most comfortable change of my life i went from um riding boots you know the ones yeah. the big leather ones that hurt your legs yeah. i'm also only five two so they don't ever fit to boots and spurs and jeans and it was the most comfortable change i've ever been i've never had <laughs> well, thank you for stopping by. I know everybody's waiting for you, but uh, oh, I'm we, sure they I are. Appreciate <laughs> you to hanging out and chatting for a couple of minutes. Well, so we'll see you at Fantasia. Oh yeah, we'll see y'all tonight. All Make right. sure to come out and see What's us. What's the website? It is oh the Diamond D website. It's www.diamonddcowgirls.com. Diamonddcowgirls.com. Mm-hmm. Check us out, and if you there ever you want go. us at any events, just let us know. All right, sounds good. <laughs> thank Take you care. so much. And now sitting in the hot seat is Lynn Thomas. She's with Seen Through Horses. Hi, Lynn. Hi, thank you. Nice to see you guys. I know we've talked about Seen Through Horses before, but for new listeners, we have them all the time. What is Seen Through Horses? So Seen Through Horses is a campaign to amplify awareness for the power horses can have for mental health. 
And it's to support the many programs out there that are providing those services to change people's lives through horses. And in what way are you doing that? So uh, what it is, it's a peer-to-peer awareness and fundraising campaign. So what we're doing is as a collaborative effort. So these are leaders in the industry of incorporating horses for mental health and personal growth. We're all gathering together and supporting this effort to say, hey, let's get the word out there in a bigger way. And through that, we put the word out to our memberships, to our networks, and uh, charity, nonprofit programs are getting involved with this as charity partners. They do peer-to-peer fundraising. Horses for Mental Health is producing the campaign along with our wonderful partner, Equine Network, right? Um, as well as thanks to our wonderful sponsor, Zoetis Equine. And so through that, we provide the whole infrastructure of this campaign. We teach the nonprofit programs how to do peer-to-peer fundraising. We provide social media posts. We make professional videos sharing wonderful stories of transformation and that, you know, ways to show how the horse uniquely brings what they bring to the mental health journey. And, um, and through that, then we do media attention, national attention. We get celebrities and influencers involved. So they're promoting this, this approach to their network. So it's really just to keep getting the word out there so that every person around the world, when they have mental health struggles and needs that they think, Oh, I ought to find a program that incorporates horses. And we all know that we all, because we're all horse people, right? We know horses are therapeutic, but what you want is for all the listeners out there to recommend it to their friends that aren't horse people that may need some kind of program, whether it's the whether it's the warrior programs or you know one of the path programs, whatever it is, right? Right. I mean, so we we all know. You talk to other horse people that are like, yeah, yeah, of course, horses are good for mental health. It is our objective to get it out there to people who don't think about horses, don't know about horses, don't care about horses. So even though your friends may be tired of you sharing your stories about horses. They really are. <laughs> they, yeah. Even though they're tired. But guess what? Mental health is important to everyone. Mental yes. health impacts everyone. I think yesterday I asked you, Glenn, I said, when you, when you hear mental health, what, do you, what comes to your mind? What, what was that? When part? you hear mental health, what comes to your mind? Um, well, just, just being in a good place. You know, when you said that, I thought to myself, over the years, I think mental mental health for individuals changes over time too. Yeah, and what you what you think it is and what you expect it to be changes, yeah. and I think it's just being in a good place where you can where where you can live a good life in a good place. That's what mental health means to me. And and really, that's what you know. Mental health is impacts everybody, just as physical everybody. health, right? Everybody, and so I think exactly what you're sharing there, sharing with our friends. Are you not in the best place you'd like to be mentally and emotionally? Or do you know, have family members? Do you have friends that aren't? And did you know that there are programs that professionally provide services that incorporate horses? Now, this isn't about learning horsemanship. We're not saying go buy a horse. We're not saying you need to even learn about horses. What they are are programs that involve the impact that horses can have in the process. And so it benefits anyone. Anyone can... Um, learn about themselves and get mental health help in a way that other traditional approaches may not be helpful, as helpful, I should say. So it everybody, that's something everyone could be interested in. Well, and I think it's so important to note that mental health means something different to everybody. Like, for example, what Glenn said is not necessarily going to be my definition. And so we need just as many approaches to building robust mental health as there are people, pretty much. Um, and so I think that's what I like about what you're talking about here is like 
someone who's non-horsey would never think about horses, I think, as a tool to building better mental health. But sharing that word with them opens up a new world, a new horizon, and some new tools, whereas maybe traditional tools weren't helping their mental health. Exactly. And I think, yes, horses in and of themselves can be good for our mental health. And Some days I think they're bad for my mental right, health. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes maybe the opposite. Depends so. on the day. That's how he's being that day. <laughs> yeah. And that's why there's actually programs with trained professionals who are going to facilitate that process. Right. So it's it's the horse adds to it, and you have trained professionals who are facilitating right. that journey. Can we find those programs on your website? You can. So uh, what we're doing with this campaign is it's annual during the month of May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month, so May 1st through 31st, you can go to our website, horsesformentalhealth.org, go to the campaign page, and this year is our second year. We're really excited. Last year, our first year, it went even better than we hoped for, so we're excited for it to keep expanding. We now have 65 nonprofit programs providing services that you can go on there, choose one of those programs to say, I want to support that program by either donating a one-time or join their fundraising team, kind of like you see on Facebook, like, oh, for my birthday, I believe in this cause. I'd like to raise $250 for this program I believe in. Go choose one of those programs to be part of their fundraising team. Spread the word to your friends. Spread. That's, I mean, there's social media posts you can spread, videos you can spread. We believe in this cause. And then that, that's how the word helps, you know, gets out there. So. And the worst thing for somebody who's going through challenges is to be alone. So if we can get them out, out of the house, out of the wherever, hiding in the house, if we get them out of there doing a program, they meet people, you know, it just, you need, alone is the worst thing. So I, I love this. I, and I love that you're trying to make it easier for everybody to do it. Yeah, I mean, and I think the key, what, what, what makes this campaign unique is that it's collaborative. We've, you know, a lot of these, or in fact, if it's okay if I read who's involved yeah. with this. Oh, yeah. So um, we have American Horse Council. You guys are familiar with yeah. legislating and supporting us. We have different training organizations. And these, again, are organizations that normally would be considered competitive. But we've all banded together, say, we support getting this message out there. So we have Arenas for Change, the American Psychological Associations, uh, Section on Human-Animal Interaction. We have uh, Horses and Humans Research Foundation, the Equus Film and Arts Fest. Um, Institute for Human-Animal Connection, Natural Lifemanship, Path International, Polyvagal Equine Institute, the Herd Institute, Temple Grandin Equine Center, ah. Black in the Saddle Podcast. So all these groups, and I know this is going to grow each year, are coming together to get the word out there. And each May, we're all bending together and say, hey, let's amplify our voices. And thanks to Zoetis, who really... Uh, sponsored this in the first place, right? Zoetis has sponsored this, and that's what's made it happen because they're providing the funding for the infrastructure to support these programs, support the resources, and then all of us working together, spreading awareness, donating to these programs. The money donated to the programs goes directly to the programs, not to Horses for Mental Health and not to the infrastructure. That's thankfully paid by Zoetis and, and other sponsors. And I did want to mention for our auditors, uh, we just met one actually before you sat down, uh, that w we did a list of all of the subgroups uh, for the auditors, and one of them is a mental health subgroup, and it's probably one of the most active subgroups of listeners we have, and, and they're great in there. So uh, if you want to, you can join that too. Just go to the auditor Facebook page, and uh, you'll see the list was just posted. You can click on the link and join that group. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, please get the word out there, and, and mental health... Why not? Like, not involve horses, and, and actually we do it because it impacts people in a way that nothing else does. 
Allison's going to need some mental health help after this conference is over, um, after the extra. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mentioned to you guys, it's been so fun being here at the Equine Affair. Really grateful for the opportunity to spread the word and with people who love horses. And uh, I was at the booth. I'm wonderfully honored to be part of the booth with the Equus Film and Arts Festival yeah. and the Mustang Summit mm-hmm. and spreading the word about adopting yep. Mustangs, right? Wonderful. And um, I happened to be at the booth by myself, and a man came up, and he was looking at the flyers, and he asked a question about Mustang adoption. And I was the only one there, and I said, well, actually, I'm not the person that knows how to answer your question about the Mustang adoption. However, I'm a mental health professional. If you have any mental health questions or needs incorporating horses, I can answer that question. And he goes, oh, well, actually, and he went into a long story of the mental health struggles in his life and in his... I was just like, how wonderful is this that he's willing to share and share his story? That's what you were saying, I think, Glenn, that we're not alone in this because when we feel alone, that's the problem. And that's one of the reasons we call this the seen through horses, because when we're feeling seen and heard, that helps with healing and healing one another. And horses are some of the best at helping people feel seen and heard. So just really grateful for this opportunity to be here with like-minded souls and, and support this work of strengthening mental health. So thank, thank you, you guys. Appreciate. So at every event I go to, I look for the cool products. Y'all know that I was in tech for a lot of years and I look for the cool new products that are different and they solve a need. And I found one of those in equine sleeve, right? And I have crystal here with me who is the owner of equine sleeve. So crystal, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. What is an equine sleeve? So equine sleeve is an answer to traditional bandaging and wrapping of horse limbs. What we have found with the sleeve is that even the youngest rider can put it on their horse very easily um, because it has nice, even 360 degree compression. There's zero chance of a bowed tendon, which is super important to a lot of horse owners, um, especially people with very busy barns who need to move through their post-exercise and wrap quickly, they can just use our product easily. You, use it, you can use it over, what is the main use of the sleeve? And it's made out of something that's so stretchy. Yes, it's made from a pr- proprietary blend of thermoplastic elastomer, which is a super, super stretchy plastic, but it also has excellent memory retention. I would have guessed rubber, not plastic. Well, a lot of people say that. And yeah. it's important to mention, this is latex-free, it's hypoallergenic, and it non-toxic. Yeah. yeah, it looks like it would be all of those things yeah. I just mentioned. And just by a little luck... Um, in the properties of the of the product, it's hypo, it's um, antimicrobial, um, right out of the package. So it's non-sterile, but it's antimicrobial. Is it meant to go over wound uh, dressing or bandages? It is. So we have two styles. We have a solid sleeve and a vented sleeve. The vented sleeve is excellent to hold a wound dressing in place. So if you have a it's wound. Yeah, if you have a wound along the cannon or even worse, the hock, which is the hardest place in the world to wrap, you would just put a light gauze over whatever poultice you choose to use or none if you don't use any. And then you just put our vented equine sleeve over that light gauze, no tape needed. So all of this tape and additional wrapping that you're spending your money on, uh, you can just use the sleeve instead. And our sleeve is washable by hand in your barn 
with just soap and water, and you can reuse it over and over. And it's so flexible, I can see that you could hold the bandage in place and get it over the hoof without any problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Otherwise, you're going to have trouble. I know some of the ones I've seen in the past, it would take two people to do that job. It would, especially the ones that you have to pull up like a sock. This one's different because it's just rolled into a ring like a donut. And it's like you said, it just stretches a lot and it goes up as high as you need it to. You said you were in the surgical world for a while. Is that kind of where did they use things like this on the human side? So um, this, yes, they do. Usually um, after the stitches have been removed from a uh, surgical procedure, they would use something like this for the same reason that I just mentioned for horses so that you don't have to tape and put so much bulky bandage on the leg. Um, you would just use a light, clean cotton gauze um, pad over an open incision that's healing and then use the vented sleeve to cover it. Um, yes, I've worked in human um, surgery for years, um, specifically in the medical device world as a sales rep. And in my experience with working with human orthopedic surgeons, um, someone approached me with this product a while back before it had been introduced to the equine space. And they were asking me about it for humans. And although it is a wonderful product and it works well for humans, it did not have insurance reimbursement. And we all know that everyone in the medical field is, is out to make money. So we pivoted. Um, I was able to acquire the company along with a couple of partners. And we redeveloped and redesigned. And we launched it in December of 21 at the American Association of Equine Practitioners. And we've had an excellent first year. Well, it's a it's a cool product. I don't know of anything like it. And it's because of the stretchability of it and being able to put it over other things. And I like the mesh one because a lot of people don't realize, too, that when you, when you wrap the tape and you wrap the tape over the bandage, it cuts airflow. And airflow is also what helps heal, right? So Exactly. If we, if we don't have any air to the wound, it's going gonna, it's gonna to slow the healing down. That's right. The other thing I saw, too, and this is, this is for me. <laughs> Uh, and all of our southern listeners, you're from the south. I am. Um, scratches are a problem, you know, and our horses, we, we're constantly fighting that battle in Florida. So how, I, I know saw scratches were on here. How do you use it for that? Um, so for a couple, a couple of ways, uh, you mentioned airflow was important to a wound. And I do want to touch on the point um, that our product stimulates blood flow. Um, which also helps heal a wound very quickly. Well, the same thing happens with, with scratches. Any problem with inflammation with the skin, if you can increase blood flow. The, we use our solid sleeve for scratches, and it works in a couple of ways. Um, number one, it creates a nice 360-degree even compression. So it keeps compression on the scratches. Um, it stimulates blood flow. But more importantly, um, it keeps the area from being exposed to wet grass and things out in the field. So if you want to turn them out for light turnout or keep them in a paddock area, you can keep the scratches covered with the solid sleeve. Is this a one-use product once and done and you get another one or is it reusable? It's reusable. How so is it? it's pretty durable unless, I mean, everybody runs across a big jerk. We all have horses that are jerks, or right? They, yeah. Yeah, and they'll tear through duct tape or anything. Um, we find that most horses do not mess with it. Um, 
they may get curious and nibble at it. If they nibble a tiny little piece out of it, it's it's not that big of a deal. You can still use it. Um, we have sleeves that have been hanging in our trial barn for five months that we just use over and over again. Another cool thing about it is if you find that it loses any of its stretch in any pl- any spot, like if it's been over a hock or a knee, you can put it in the uh, dryer for 10 minutes and it will regain its original shape. Can't do that with rubber. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. So yeah, this is definitely um, a reusable product. You'll you'll get many uses cool. out of it. Yeah. How what's the price point retail? Um, it's around sixty five dollars a pair on the website, but at the trade shows that we go to, um, we're currently here in um, Columbus, Ohio. Um, you can get them for fifty four dollars a pair. So and you're in booth five something. Booth 522. Right, it's a big booth, so you can't miss it. Yes, so with our big white horse. Check it out. I, I, this is a cool product. And does it come, the last question, does it come in sizes or is it one size? Yes, we have different sizes. We have a smaller diameter for any horse that's smaller than 900 pounds. My little uh, scooter, my pony. Yes, yes, yeah, and also it works great for dogs. They're oh, smaller size. Too. And it's mm-hmm. hard to keep bandages on them. Yes. So, that's terrific. And it's equinesleeve.com. Correct, right. equinesleeve.com. And speaking of things that both horses and humans need, uh, let's talk about fitness with Aoife Simmons from the Equestrian Fitness Academy. Thank you for joining us, Aoife. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. I'm excited. I'm excited because we have been talking on social media back and forth and we've had some meetings, but like I haven't gotten to actually sit down with you and talk to you about what you do and I want to hear about it. The get to know you version of that. That's what we're doing here. All right. Tell us a little bit about you. Why are you passionate about fitness for equestrians? Oh, my passion comes from my lifestyle. So my lifestyle is all really technically encompasses how I can be as healthy as possible to not only live longer, but to bring more sustainability to the things that I do and the people that I love. And that extends, obviously, to the horses and then to the horse community. So for equestrians, I've been training them since about 2013, 2014. And during that time frame, I haven't seen much change from that time to 2023. And it's amazing that um, we take so much care of our horse, but we tend to forget about ourselves and so yeah (laughs) yeah, so the the horse comes first and that's acceptable but I also want to add us into the conversation and I really think that that's the most important thing that we could really do for ourselves and then for the longevity so we can enjoy each other and also enjoy our horses because if we're healthier and feeling better then we're going to give that to our horses I love that I think it's important next time you're at a horse show and you want to eat Doritos and drink soft drinks while you're feeding your horse your expensive supplements and your expensive feed, maybe put the Doritos and the Mountain Dew down. All right, get, I've messed up know, already this get, trip. <laughs> I'm not doing well. Well, I've had a funnel cake, so let's just uh, uh, let's, oh. let's be real. Okay. I am human, everyone. Yeah, I, I am human. Yes, I've had French fri- I've had French fries this week. Like uh, there's, so I, I want to make sure that we understand that we're allowed to be human and have our moments. But I want to to give us grace, but also yeah. add ourselves into the, com- the, the 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 conversation, which is what you said. So maybe not Doritos. So, Tortilla chips. So how there do you, you go. Moderation. So how Moderation. Do you this. How do you how do you help people? Absolutely. So I help uh, build stronger riders through the mental and the physical aspect of it in no specific order. I deal more with the physical side, but the emotional and the... Is it one-on-one? That's what I was getting It at. is coaching on okay. a one-on-one basis, but whether... we also have uh, online programs. So everything is digital in this case. So I have an app and so the EFA app will allow people to reach me no matter where they are, whether it's Ohio, uh, New Jersey, 
Okay, UK. so they can do one-on-ones with you wherever. Yes, yeah. and now they're not doing one-on-one live workouts. They're doing one-on-one live coaching sessions. So that comes around every month in my mm-hmm. coaching program, and that really helps to hone in on exactly what they've been working towards in that pre- a prior month, but also where they're going. That's correct nice. in the next one. We all need that. Right. Well, oh, I mean, yeah. we've seen that happen in the, in, the, in the equestrian industry where we're going into a digital space where our trainers are no longer have to be there with us at the barn. And right. it's the same thing when it comes to our fitness. And if you can train a human and a horse from who knows how many you know, distances away, I can definitely do my job well. And I do. Yeah. Why not? I mean, it makes total sense to me because not all of us have time to run to the gym and go see our trainer face to face. But... We can have we can squeeze in virtual sessions, right. and we can have right. that accountability, yes. and we can talk to a friendly face because you're a very uh, friendly, good-looking guy, thank, and thank you, you have a great voice. And I think Ooh. you know, yeah, a flattery that'll you know, gotta throw that in there. Listen, but, glad we're not on camera here. I'm blushing, yeah. <laughs> everyone. I'm blushing, everyone. You can't see it, <laughs> but it would be fun to talk to you. I yes. think I would look forward to it every month and go, right. hey, I get to talk to Eva, and yeah, maybe I slipped up, mm-hmm. but. It sounds like you're human and you extend grace and you can kind of show me how to be better next time. And eat funnel cakes as well. And yep. eat funnel cakes. Yep. In moderation. So it's the yeah. same thing with our, our, our fitness journey, if we want to use that term, right. or health journey, which is there will be times where we're at a horse show and we can't do things that we typically are able to do. And, and inside the program, what's important for me is that I always have um, something available for wherever the person is. So if you're at a horse show and you still need to do your workout or your warm up, take your bands with you, take some other tool, do some body weight exercises, mm. but you don't have to always get down on the floor or the ground or wherever you are, depending on if you're in your show clothes. So it's meeting people where they are, no matter where they are. And you, you <laughs> provide the, for lack of a better term, the exercises and everything to get them there. You, That's correct. You guide them with that? Absolutely. So Whether it's I have core programs. strength or balance or whatever. All encompassing. So in my four pillars, uh, Equestrian Fitness Academy's four pillars are stability, suppleness, strength, and stamina. Every single one of us needs all four of those things. We have to work in that order. So like you just said, the core strength has to start at the beginning and the balance has to start at the beginning before we start jumping around and flailing our arms mm-hmm. in, the first, in the fourth stamina um, pillar. So I like to use the pillars like a, a horse's legs, right? We, they have to have mm. four to, to be completely balanced as best as possible. And even with that four, we always are working on ways to get them even more stronger, uh, to increase their stamina and to also increase their strength. So they always have to stay fit. So are you only seeing competitors that are coming to you or are you seeing trail riders? And- oh yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm for pleasure. So I, I only ride for fun and trail Great. ride. And so Me too. I, I, meet people wherever they are on that journey. So you'll see on my website, it says transforming competitors into champions. And that really just means taking people from where they are to where they want to Mm -hmm. be. So the idea of getting 1% better is where we're really, that's that competitive edge where if you can continuously just do that one little bit to help you get where you need to go and there's someone there to help you along that journey, the rest is, the rest is a whole lot easier, you know? Yeah, just like you were saying in our last segment, it really stinks to be alone yes. and feel unfit and yes. feel miserable. And so if you have that friendly voice to help you out with that, it's just as important with Oh, physical. I need accountability. There's no question. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, as, as humans, we, we do. And I think we see that in the horse world as well, where there's almost, they're never almost ever alone. So why do we tend to do that ourselves when we are right. and, you know, linked in, in a lot of different ways? So... For me, it's like 
building that and helping people understand that you shouldn't go at it alone. And I always advise working out with your horse. Work out at the barn. I do it every week, every week. So I see it, I know it, and it is possible, but we have to make that closer to the norm. And it's not yet, but give it time. I like it. Age doesn't matter? Absolutely not. I have clients in their late 60s. And I've had clients as young as nine. You'll fit right in, Glenn. You're you're nine. I guess he does. No, you're nine. You're nine. You're nine at heart. heart. That's for sure. Yeah, so there is no age. There's no age. There's no discipline um, that I don't work with. Um, I'm on the English and the Western side, so I I, I don't like discriminating in that. In that case, so if you, I can, you said <laughs> you have that. a horse. What's your horse? Tell us no, about no, your horse. I, I don't have a okay. horse. No, oh. my clients have. I, w- I wish I had yeah. a horse, but I wish you did. Yeah, but you do ride. Um, I guess yes, yeah. yes. So cool. um, I spend a lot of time at the barn training my clients, and I I get to enjoy that horse energy and, and vibe uh, through their horses and yeah. just through, through a different barns. It's so. cheaper that way, trust me. Oh my goodness. It's so much yeah. cheaper. Well, especially when your budget doesn't allow for, for the, the yeah. next step just yet. So, yeah. But that's the important part is, is get the energy and get the feeling where you can. And right. if we can do that, then we're automatically going to be healthier, excuse me, we're gonna be happier and then healthier. And so well, I've seen that you smile. all over this place. Literally. Literally. literally running all over this place. And I think... <laughs> Being here is probably going to help you a lot. Uh, it has. Yeah. Yep. It has. Meeting people like you two has auto- automatically, you know, built a, a, a better and a, a deeper smile, but also more of a connection that I didn't think that I would have before this week took place. Cool. Good for you. What's the website? Ifafit.com. Spell it. I-F-A-F-I-T.com. The name of my program is Equestrian Fitness Academy. You'll see me running around or online with my logo that is E-F-A. That's how you'll pronounce my name, Ifa. There you go. (laughs) I'm so glad you were here. And this is an important message, just like the one we had earlier in the show, right? Uh, We talked about mental health earlier in the show. And actually, those two go together. And I, I do a little bit of that, but I'm not, I'm not professional in that case, but I, I work on the coaching side of how we can link the two well, of those, yeah, but I don't step on things. we feel better teams. about our bodies, we feel better about ourselves. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yep, what happens here happens there. That, yeah. That's me pointing to my brain and then to my body. Yep. 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 Well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you yeah. so much, Thanks you too. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was a fun show. We had so many different variety of things in this show. And so many different kinds of energy. I think that's cool. Aoife was the perfect one to end with. He's fabulous. <laughs> and he literally has been all over this place. He, I've seen him everywhere. 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 And he's running classes and stuff, too, while he's Yeah, here, he's right? offering workshops, and he's doing presentations. So he is on it. Yeah. And uh, he has one tomorrow. So if you're here at the show, go see Aoife and sign up and see what he's all about. He's, he's very dynamic. He's very yeah. dynamic. Super sweet guy. Like, I'm, I'm not fit. I want to get better, as we all say. My name is Glenn, and I'm not fit. Uh, thank, my name is Allison, and I, this is, you know, Fatty's Anonymous here. Um, but uh, I've always been afraid to get a coach or, you know, you feel like a, it's kind of that stupid thing where it's like if you're at the gym and you're not oh, skinny I hate, I hate and you're not muscular, yeah. then you feel like you don't belong. Right. But, like, how else do you get there? Right. But, you know, Aoife, I think I could... Yeah, I could do that. that. Partly it's because we're not at a gym with him. Yeah. You know, so that's part of yeah. it too, right? He's just human and yeah. he ate a funnel cake today. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't even eat funnel cake, but I'm like, okay, I eat plenty of other stuff. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Tomorrow morning, first thing in the show, I promise we will give away the Wintech saddle Yay. to everybody that entered. Uh, we'll pick a winner. We'll do that first thing tomorrow morning. 
Are you a new bride? Sit down over here. One second. Oh, gosh. Sit down right there. <laughs> Sit down. She All is right, wearing so a gorgeous. We're we not going to let you go right now because somebody just. Well, I love this. What she's wearing a sash. What's your sash say? Uh, bride to be. Oh, does that mean you're you haven't done the wedding yet? Not yet. When's yeah. the wedding? July twenty second. Oh, Ooh. you got a ways yet. Yeah. You're already advertising that you're a bride to be. <laughs> this is the bachelorette, and then uh, yes. <laughs> Party, yes. quite a fair. Uh-huh. I gotta take your picture you for the pa- I run our page. Yes. Oh no! Please, yes. okay. We're taking the picture. We're doing this. Okay. You I are, love you're it. such a horse girl. Yes. It's incredible. Oh now, are they horse girls yes, too? Definitely. All right. So yeah. you get her obsession mm-hmm. and her craziness. You get that. Yeah. yeah. Is there going to be a horse that we always advise people not to have horses in the wedding because it always goes wrong? Are you going to have a horse in the wedding? No. We thought about cowboy boots though, but I think we're going to do pictures after the wedding with the dress. And we're going to go out with the horses. Um, that's Smart. what we did for her wedding, and it was a great idea. Smart. Are you marrying really a horse guy or not horse guy? Not horse guy. Okay. Yeah. So I'm known as America's horse husband because I married uh-huh. into this too, and my job is to talk them all out of marrying you guys. Yes. Um, so we need to get him on the air, and then we'll have a talk. Oh no. <laughs> After July 22nd, when it's too yeah. late. Yeah, that, that's or usually 29th. when they do it, too. 22nd. 22nd. Yeah. I had it right the first time. So what's your, what's your first name? Alex. And what's his first name? Colby. Did he have any clue going into this, what, what this was going to be like? Oh, he tried. He tried, and he knew about the horses, and he's ridden. We've done all sorts of horse-themed activities together, and he decided... He likes his bike. It doesn't have a brain. Yeah, <laughs> That's a smart decision. Yeah. We always encourage the horse husbands, especially the new boyfriends, to have a hobby. Because right. they're going to be going at the barn all the time. And you're going to get lonely. So you might as well have something to do at home. Right? right? So yeah. he rides a bike? Yeah, he rides yeah. a mountain bike. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, congratulations. Thank congratulations. you so much. All right, take care. <laughs> she you. never thought she'd have to do that no. today. Oh, you need to get a picture I of got, Can I? Because yes. you're going to be on their social them. media. You want me to take I couldn't resist. I could. I'm so glad you did that. It makes me happy. <laughs> oh, sorry for the distraction at the end of the show there, everybody. But <laughs> she walked by and had to do it. She was wearing that sash and it just stuck out. It was fabulous. <laughs> and she was brave to sit down and just talk. She did it. Yeah. She was in it. She jumped in with both feet. It's because you look so friendly. Oh, she'll be fine. She'll, she'll be fine. That marriage will last a long time. <laughs> so, again, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back again tomorrow. We, uh, there'll be no auditor post show today because I'm trying to save my voice for one more day. Yeah, and you don't want to listen to me just talk forever by myself. That's not <laughs> Besides, fun. Besides, you have a job to do. So. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I'd rather sit here and talk to Glenn, but... Well, we'll see you all tomorrow. All right.